Hi, I'm Darius McDermott from Fund Calibre, and this is the Investing on the Go podcast. Uh, today, I'm super delighted to be joined by Alexander Darwell, uh, a fund manager I've known for over 20 years, and um, we, we've known each other at his previous employee uh, with Jupiter. He is and has always run the Jupiter, the sorry, the European Opportunities Trust now, run by his new venture, uh, Devon Equity Management. And um, Alexander, thank you very much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be with you, Darius. Thank you. Um, I think this is a nice opportunity just to uh, talk reasonably briefly about um, your move to Devon um, and and how you know you've adapted to to, to, to those changes. Well, thank you. Uh, I had a wonderful time at Jupiter. I've, I've got a lot, lot of good friends there. It's a great investment house. I've only got good things to say. Uh, they've been very good to me. But I am excited about what we're doing now. Uh, Richard, Luca and myself have worked together for many, many years at Jupiter. And when we made the decision to, to have a more focused, uh, sharpened investment experience, this was the way to do it. It's certainly going to prolong my enthusiasm and shelf life, which is what I really wanted to do. And the, the exciting thing for us is that with Richard Pavery, who runs the business as the CEO, Luca and myself can, as investors, really focus on what we enjoy doing. So we have a tremendous investment focus. We've got a really nice team. We've got a terrific platform. And what I mean by platform is the regulatory, legal, and order management systems, all of the business side is set up for us. And, and what's nice for, for us on the investment side is it's set up for one thing and one thing only, to make our lives easier to do the investment and to get as good returns as we can for, for investors. So we're having fun. We're having fun at home at the moment. But I'd rather be in the office and we'll let, you know, we're, we're going to be really pleased to be back in the office together. But it's a very exciting venture for us, and I'm going to. I look forward to many years in our new company. And having just spent some time with you this morning already, I'm pretty sure I know. I know the answer to this question. But what can investors expect from the European Opportunities Trust today versus when when you were at Jupiter? Well, they should expect more of the same. And everything we did in terms of setting this up was to try and look at what has made the track record good over the years. I think I'm allowed to say that, but we've got, I think we've got a good track record. We can stand with that track record. So what made us successful? And we, we looked at those things and we replicated those things. So it's the same team of people. It's working, funny enough, in the same place. And we're called Devon Equity Management. We're actually based in Victoria Street in London. So my connections to get in the city or connections to fly to Europe are as good as they've ever been. So we're working in exactly the same way with all the things we needed before, but maybe with a little bit more focus. There are no distractions. Um, everything we've done, as I say, we've done same team, working in the same way, trying to replicate the, what I call, ingredients for success. What made us successful? And, and I have to tell you, I mean, there is always a very, very important ingredient here, which is enthusiasm. If we don't enjoy the job, it's, it's no fun and we can't do it well. But we've got lots of enthusiasm and that is so important because we need to get out there and do what we do, seeing companies and making good quality investment decisions. That does rely on a lot of hard work and 
for that, we need some enthusiasm. And I, I speak for myself, but I think I can speak for my colleagues. We've got lots of that. And look, we, we will come on to current market conditions driven by uh, COVID and coronavirus in a moment. But mm. I think it would be a nice time um, for the listeners. Obviously, as I say, I've known you for well 20-something years. But just to remind the listeners in normal market, what it is that, that you as an investor and your team look for in a company. We try to find special companies. And companies that are special are really companies that we think can flourish in different economic uh, scenarios because we don't do a lot of economic forecasting. I don't know what the next surprise around the corner. It might be a good surprise, it might be a bad surprise. And in fact, the COVID-19 episode has played to that because we never forecast this. Of course, no one did. But our companies which do something special and different with strong balance sheets, with lots of intellectual property and a bit less capital intensity, all those things are actually helping us at the moment. So whilst we never forecast COVID-19, the fact that we like special companies is our best way and has, is proving to be a relatively good way of coping with this crisis. Another way of looking at special is to say that these are companies which we believe can grow longer and stronger than you might expect, by which I mean we, we see higher growth rates, at better margins with our companies because people find it very hard to compete with them and because they're not in regulated sectors. And I think uh, whilst it's not a definition of special, I think another characteristic of the portfolio is our companies are more global than the average. And I think that is another big strength uh, which you can expect to see in our companies. And it helps us at difficult times like this. So we're very comfortable with our holdings at present. It's not an easy time for anyone. But the best way of coping with these very, very difficult episodes is to make sure we're in truly special companies. That's what we're doing. Thank you. Um, now then to the day, well, I suppose not the question of the day, but the world in which we, we live in today. Um, you've been managing this trust for 20 years now. How does the current um, environment or current market crisis feel versus other market crises, which, of course, um, you and I have been through previously? Well, I think, um, I think it is different. And there are some similarities. I'll start with the differences. The differences are this is a health, at root, it's a health problem, whereas normally it's a financial problem. It becomes a financial problem, but at root, it's a health problem. The second way in which I think is different is the governments are actively trying to suppress business at the moment. I mean, that's, that's not typically what they do in a crisis, but they are clearly trying to close down pieces of business, which is very, very uncomfortable. And I think the third way in which it could be deemed to be slightly different is that some of the normal rules don't apply in so far as governments are intervening more and governments will be making decisions. And whereas we like companies whose success is proved by what I call primacy of the consumer, some of these companies are going to survive because the governments decide. So there's an element of nationalization going on. So these are factors we need to think about. That said, I think there are similarities 
as I touched on a few minutes ago, the best way we can cope with it is to sidestep some of these issues. We don't want to be in areas where the government's going to intervene unduly because governments make different types of decisions from consumers. And we're always happier, as I said, with special companies, having companies that do something special have products or services that people want to buy. Well, if it's the government that's deciding, not consumers, it introduces an element of risk with which we feel uncomfortable. So we sidestep the problems. So where it's the same is let's make sure outside those areas where government's intervening, that we are in companies who have something really special because if we think that products and services have been truly valued, that demand will come again. There will be life after COVID-19, and our portfolio is set up for life after COVID-19. Um, let's have a little delve into the portfolio then. Um, are there any changes that you have made? And I'm sort of particularly interested in your um, decent or high, good exposure to both healthcare and technology companies, yeah. companies that, although you didn't forecast COVID, appear to potentially be um, beneficiaries. Healthcare, obviously, the search for the, the, the drugs. Um, but technology that we're all working from home more and technology is playing an even greater part in our lives. And if there's any areas that you've maybe um, lightened a little bit out of. Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. The, uh, it, it is true. You are right. We had about 25% of the uh, portfolio was exposed to healthcare. But, the, but, I, but again, just before I go on from that, I should tell you that we don't really think in terms of healthcare. We think in terms of special companies. So if you looked at our companies, Novo Nordisk is our biggest pharmaceutical healthcare-related holding. It's about treating diabetes and obesity and some of the comorbidities like cardiovascular diseases. So it's not an obvious COVID-19 beneficiary in any sense at all, but it's remarkably resilient as a business because coming back to what I said about buy a company which is special because it can flourish in different economic scenarios. If you have diabetes, you need treatment every single, I was going to say every single day, but actually you can get once weekly now. But go with me on the every single day idea or once weekly idea. You need to keep treating your diabetes or it will kill you more quickly than COVID-19 can. So this is good recurrent business. Uh, so we've been beneficiaries of having special companies of which about 25% of our portfolio happen to be in healthcare. That's gone very well because this is must-have product. Key, it's key that people keep having those products. At the same time, we have a big technology exposure. But again, technology is a vast sector and we think very much more about cherry-picking special companies within the technology sector. I can tell you some bad technology companies, some me too technology companies, but we're not interested in that. We're interested in special companies that happen to be in technology. But you are right to say, Darius, that, that this has been good for the fund. It has been good for the fund. We had a relatively small exposure to the energy and travel industry, but we have reduced that more. Uh, I've made some mistakes in that area. Uh, the normal rules don't apply in some of those areas, as I said at the moment. So we have reduced in that area, and we've actually got a bit more in technology than we would have done before. We're pretty comfortable with what we've got. Um, 
And maybe just to wrap up, because I think we've we've already been around some of the subjects which which I'd like to sort of cover, which is sort of government intervention and opportunistic um, market volatility. Whilst painful at the time, always gives you opportunities. Um, something which I find interesting is this lower interest rate and hence superior growth, special growth may well mm. be the place to be for the next decade as well as the last decade. Mm. Um, just briefly then, market vol or any of those things, have they given you any real opportunities to buy your special companies at lower prices or some companies that were on your your radar but, but, but came into the right sort of price range for you or, or anything like that? Well, I'm going to separate sort of two parts of that question. If, if the question is, over the last month or so, or two months, has the extreme share price, and it has been extreme share price volatility, presented opportunities that we thought were worth taking? The answer is yes. In the short term, has that made us look smart? Yes. But taking you on to the second part of the question, in a sense, that's not really what matters. What really matters is when the dust settles, and it'll never settle completely, but when we get break the back of the COVID-19 problem, we're then going to see whether strong companies prevail and can take advantage, serious business opportunities. That is what we buy for. So whilst in the short term, we, we might say, yes, share prices are high and we've taken advantage, it means very little. The extreme volatility could mean that we have a nasty downturn in share prices again. That's possible. I don't know. Our focus is always on real-world behavior and companies, not share prices. So the real test is going to be not over the next one or two months. The real test is over the next year or two. Did we make smart decisions investing in companies who are winners in the aftermath of COVID-19? I think there are going to be a lot of losers. There are a lot of companies that go bust. Again, we're trying to avoid the situations where governments will decide who lives and who dies. And we're trying to play in that part of the economy where real business factors will prevail because that's where our expertise, if we have expertise, it's understanding which business characteristics will prevail. So we're spending a lot of time on that. So I don't want to feel unduly or in, in the slightest bit pleased about the short term, tempting though that is, because the real test comes on a year, two-year view. Were we sensible in picking the serious fundamental winners? Of course, I hope we are. Of course, I think we are. But that's not yet proven. Alexander, thank you so much for your insight. Um, not just on how you run the European Opportunities Trust, but actually also your views and thoughts uh, on the current market um, turmoil that's going along with the health um, crisis that, that we are currently involved in. Um, so for more information on the European Opportunities Trust, please visit fundcaliber.com. And to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast from Fund Calibre, please subscribe via fundcaliber.com. Please note that these are unprecedented times and markets can react very quickly to news. The views expressed here are at the time of recording and could obviously change. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of listening. <laughs>